Yeah, good day, everyone. We're now about to begin the recording of the round table, the tech round table. So it should go go very well. Hope everyone likes it. Hello. Yo, how you doing? There we go. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm doing okay. How are you guys? Wow, that's awesome. It couldn't have timed better. We've got Earl and Jenny here for the Tech Round Table. Unfortunately, Jessica can't make it due to some home issues there. So we've got us three. Great. So I want to welcome Earl and Jenny to the call. You, you guys know each other, yeah? From the tech we do. Oh, <laughs> different groups. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, we Earl, do. Earl, Earl, meet Jenny. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's just an informal discussion. I kind of thought we could do these, I don't know, once or every couple of weeks or once a week, whatever people want to do, kind of fun, see how they okay. go. Um, so basically, we should just have a brief overview of how people got started in technology. And we haven't actually heard from you about this, Earl, so you can go first if you want, man. Well, I've been using technology since really, I guess, the early 80s. Um, you know, we used to use the old, um, Apple IIe's. I'm sure we're all very familiar with those. Yep. Uh, Braille edit and then Bex and all of that. And, um, on into the IBM's and DOS days and all that. And, ah, that's uh, pretty awesome. The, yeah. Just all the way through. So I've always been interested in technology ever since I started on the Apple. I've never looked back, um, it's just I've always found it quite interesting and just the evolution of technology. And once I got in, I never got out. Ah, very nice. Jenny, you go. Um, I started on technology in the 80s, too. And I started with the Apple as well. I remember we had one in our school. And um, then when I was in high school, I got an Apple IIe of my own and a Romeo Braille printer. And I used Bex. And then I started, uh, well, then I had a DOS computer. And then I started with Windows 98, went up to XP 7, and now I'm on 10. And, you know, of course, you know, there's iDevices and starting to get into Android. And, yeah, it's been fun. Had Braille, I've had various Braille displays, uh, Braille Note Classic, and then I have uh the uh, HandyTech Braille display, um, the Braille Star 80 and the Braillino, and uh, PacMate, and um, I think that's it. Ah, so, yeah, it's, it's been nice. fun. I think my first computer would have been the Commodore 64. No accessibility oh, wow. there, but I used to sit there and play uh, Jumping Jack. That was a good game, actually. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. I would have. I can't get over how 64K and they could do everything they could with that machine, man. That was cool. Yeah, the Commodores <laughs> were pretty cool. Did either of you ever have something called, and it came from your neck of the woods, Scott. Did either one of you ever have the Eureka A4? Yeah, I've still got one sitting here. I've heard of it. Don't have Never had I, one, but I've heard of it. I had a Eureka A4, and when I when I got that, I thought they were the best machines out there. They had the built-in modem. They had the music Ooh, composer. Cool. You know, the speech synthesizer. Everything was all in one unit. And I thought it was just the greatest thing ever at the time. And they ran CPM. They, they, they did, yeah. And they only had 45K of RAM. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Even I didn't know that, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah. And at the time, we're like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and look at, all, look at the machines we have now. Eight gigs of RAM, 16 gigs. Yeah, right. Depending yeah, on what man. you got now, it's, it's crazy. I know the one of the inventors of the of the Eureka. Really? Oh, Gary cool. Pierce was one of the inventors who helped build it. I I Neat. gotta admit, I loved that machine. I thought it was awesome. I know. I've still got mine sitting here in the case. I haven't I haven't turned it on for over. Does it work? Years. Uh it probably would. I don't know. Actually, I haven't I haven't turned it on uh, for over fifteen years. Wow. But yeah, it had a female voice. And it did, yeah. I wish they they never did bring out their twenty four hundred board modem, though. Unfortunately, no, they didn't. Unfortunately, um, but it was it was a good machine for its time, and it had so many things built into it. It had the word processor, the phone book, the wow. calculator, the music composer. Um, just it, at the time, what it did, it it was an awesome machine. It, it, I mean, at that time, it was. For me, anyway, it was top of the line. This was back in the late eighties, in eighty six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen one of those. It's really, that, it's that about the, really cool. It was called the Eureka A four because it was about the size of a piece of A four paper. Right. Oh, okay. The only thing I didn't like about them is that after a while, the Braille keyboard would start to like stick, and then actually, I had a keyboard that fell inside the machine, and all the posts broke off. So yeah. Oh boy. And I pressed once on the keys and I go, what's this loud crack? Oh well the letter L just got inside Oops. the case. Okay, cool. Uh, Oops. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was the day, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, there was a six uh the how many the eight function keys Earl, weren't there from memory? Yes, eight from what I remember, yes. And then you hold down the shift key to get another eight functions. To get so another... there were sixteen functions in total. That's right, yeah. Actually the most useless feature on there was a the thermometer. I know. The like, alarm clock it, was kind of neat. I got to admit, the alarm clock was kind of neat because when you would set the alarm, it would start off really low. You'd hear this like soothing melody. Yeah, that's right. Up. But if you didn't shut it off in time, you'd hear this, ah, wake up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what it did. Yeah, I know. I had one going at midnight once just to annoy people. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah, the the stopwatch was good. I never let the stopwatch go to twenty four hours to see what it did. No, I never did either. Oh, the countdown timer. I never set it up to its maximum of twenty four hours to see what would happen. But that's, I always go to zero. Yeah. I think the Eureka is when I first started getting into, you know, BBSs and different bulletin board systems. Oh yeah, I, think I used that's to what love those. And then, I of know. course, once I got the IBM, I... I remember the I, first bulletin board I called was just around the corner from here at a whopping 300 board. I think the first <laughs> one I ever called was one here in Toronto called Bob's Basement, I think it was called. Mine was the NFB net. Oh, it wow. was so much fun because there were all these cool games and, you know, all these different uh, articles and stuff you could look at. And then, like, the SysOp, you know, he'd have all these uh, little oh, that was cool. witty sayings like... Don't worry if you're a kleptomaniac. You can always take something for it and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, man. Oh, I used to love BBS. The amazing thing about that machine was it only had a 720K drive. I know. It's crazy. If you look at how much technology has advanced and you think back to those days and you had these computers with uh, 
48k of ram 64k of ram it's like oh yeah wow and now you know look at all the machines we've got now it's i almost bought and i didn't get one i almost bought one of those <laughs> two note keyword version 1.384 oh yeah menu those things are great did you buy one well, of those? Well, I remember or? the first computer I had. I've used one. I never had one, but I have used one. Here you go, Jenny. Well, I should say the first computer I had was a hard drive. Um, it was an 87 meg hard drive, and I oh, thought that man. was huge. <laughs> That's okay. I can beat that. I had a 10 meg hard drive, man. Ooh. Ooh. I, had a, I had a 30 meg hard drive, and that was... Um, I, and I only had I was, 4K of RAM. I was so impressed, I thought... Wow, a 30 meg hard drive. This is amazing. <laughs> and I only had 4K of memory in this IBM XT. We paid four grand for the bloody thing, man. Wow. And that was back in 84. Oh. I know, it's yeah, crazy. I worked on IBMs in the 80s a bit. Um, with this uh, place I went to for training, we worked on an IBM. And that guy's like, um, you know, you have an Apple, but, you know, IBMs are going to be the way of the future. <laughs> yeah, right. Now the Mac's taken over. Well, well not quite, but. Not really. <laughs> so no one owned an Apple II or no one owned an Apple machine back in the late 80s? <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, late 80s. Um, Yeah, mine. I still had mine in the late 80s. I um, had a Mac I used in mine 80s, up until yeah. like 90, 90, when did I get my first IBM? 96, I used mine until, and I got it in like oh, wow. uh, 86, I think. Or I would have loved to have owned an Apple IIe, but there wasn't much around for those machines back then, was there? No, there was a lot of oh, yeah. stuff and different things. There was yeah. enough. Wow. Um, you couldn't call bulletin a... with those, could you? Well, you either use the Cricket or you the could. Echo. You could call you could. with those. <clears throat> if you had a modem. I didn't have a modem. Right. I had mine. a modem, and I used to use, oh, sometimes I would use uh, ProTerm. Yes. I used, yes. Um, the other one I used, was it called Term Talk? I think it might have been called. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I dated a guy oh, who well, got an Apple II GS in the 90s, and he used to use ProTerm and Term Talk and yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah, you definitely could call BBSs on the Apple at the time. Yeah. I just didn't have a modem in mind. Did they read all the information as they came in when you went onto a bulletin board? Oh yeah, Girl, they, were, they cool. were. Yeah, they were really good. It was it was really responsive for the time, and uh, you know, of course, now you know that I'm a Mac person now. But um, unfortunately, I've been having problems with my Mac, and I've got a Windows 10 machine that I'm currently using. But uh, you know, definitely, if it's up to me, I definitely prefer the Mac all the way. Yeah. Wow. I would have been so cool. It was using Echo Speech back on those days. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. The, had, echo, um, the echo or the Cricket. Yep. Yeah. I think the Cricket. I, I never heard the Cricket. The Cricket, it's I think, echo. Yeah. I think it mainly worked on the Apple IIc, I think. The cricket, yeah. I think. Yeah. Did I it had sound like echo. the Echo or was it different? Sounded like the Echo as far as I know. As far as I know, oh. yes. Um, I think, in fact, they were very similar. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of the, the one good about, thing I, anyone use slot buster back back in those anything called slot buster. Slot buster, yeah, I remember the slot Oh yes. Yeah. Was, um, was that like an echo or what was that? It was similar. It, it was similar to the echo. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I liked about the Apple, honestly, there were so many games available for the oh, Apple. Oh man, you're telling me. I had discs and discs and discs of games and uh 
you know, Great Escape. I think everybody knows oh, yeah. Great Escape and Black Oregon Trail. Yeah, Lemonade I should pull stand. out that Apple II emulator. Yeah. The Apple II yeah, emulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Mac, have that. On my Mac, there, I had an Apple II emulator. I can't remember where, where I, I have got one it. for Windows. Oh, do you? I, yeah, you I got it for Mac yeah. and Windows, yeah. But the Windows, yeah. you yeah. have to type in a whole bunch of crap in the terminal to get it to like, load. Anything. And I can't remember... Do either of you remember where it was from? I don't even remember where it was from. Now. I don't no, remember. I, I can find out for you because David I think it was like, did a demo um, of it uh, on his Apple uh, on, yeah, on his uh, I think it was, podcast. Um, I think it was uh, either from like Patrick Perdue maybe or uh, oh, that could be. Smith or one of those guys, someone like that. Well, there was but a particular website you had to go to to get it off. Yeah, I remember. It was, it was really good. Um, yeah. I had to play around with it. And it was, there were so many games for the Apple. I mean, I had like all the Emons, all the Eamon adventure games. There were a ton of those. Oh, I didn't have those. I wish they'd make um, the emulator for the for, play it on the iPhone. You could play Lemonade Stand. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be kind of cool. Honestly, yeah. that would that would be kind of cool. I got to admit. That oh, would wow. be neat. I don't know. It would have been cool just getting an Apple. The only thing is, all these programs are made by who made all these? APH. Uh, no. Well, um. Well, APH made some of them. Right. But a lot of the stuff was public domain, and they just, um, you know, they made it accessible. Like, they put text talker on the disks, and um, they worked with speech, luckily, or they or they did some coding to make things oh, wow. work. But a lot of it was public domain, from what I remember. Really? Oh, wow. I I mean, yeah, but Bex was made by Raise.Computing. Yes. Yes. Bex, they made Bex. They, well, first they made Braille Edit. And then it's um, that turned into Bex because um, I had Braille oh, yeah. Edit version two point five zero, and then Bex came out, and um, yeah, Bex was pretty good for its time. Yeah, it was. It was the only real one I got to play with. That one called Workstation with the Info Database Manager Utilities, and added a document word processor thing. And that was pretty much it. I don't even know who. I think I think it was made by Street Electronics Corporation. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they're and they're the ones who made um, Street Electronics. They're the ones that made the Echo as well. Like they, or well, they made Text Talker for the. Oh Echo. yeah, they made Text Talker. Yeah. That was kind of cool where you could just boot up that disk and it would just say "ready," and then you could just like type in "catalog" and bring up a list of all. And then bring up a list disk. of all the files. Yep. Wow. I actually tried to do some programming, but I couldn't get the code right, so I just gave up. But that would have been fun. I always wanted to get into programming, but I never really, um, it never really took off for me. So, but um, I've always been interested in it. Yeah, I actually do. I used to make sound programs and stuff on the Eureka back in the day. I used to make little, um, actually, what you could do, you could actually crash someone's Eureka by doing a percent, no, exclamation mark, percent P17. And if they read that in the word processor, they'd have to reboot their machine because it just froze. Kind of cool. Oh, yeah, wow. it is kind of cool. You know, these little things you come up with to do these types of things. And um, definitely, definitely interesting. We used to embed them into emails on the bulletin board so people would think their computers were malfunctioning. It was great. Oh, jeez. I used to like um, playing around with um, the Echo. I would play around with the phonemes and make different sounds yeah. and stuff. Oh, and... that was cool. Yeah, that yeah, was it fun. Was pretty cool, yeah. I liked the little speaker that came with the Echo, and there was like a... There was uh, like, it had the two-sided tape on it, and it and you stuck it inside the computer, yeah. Yep. 
Okay, yep. and then there was a speaker that sat outside with a uh, headphone. Oh, jack I know and the one you mean with the headphone jack oh, and the volume. You're yeah, thinking the external one. one, yeah. That's the I one I had, but one. the card been inside the computer still. Yeah, I remember both oh, of those speakers. Oh, no, I didn't have that one. I just I had, had that the one, one that was inside the computer. Yeah, and it's stuck to the inside of the computer with a little piece yeah. of two-sided tape. Yeah. Didn't the speaker yep. sit inside on top of the power unit or something? Yeah, yeah, it just taped it to the top of it with a little oh, piece wow. of two-sided tape. And then there was that Echo Plus that you could make music and stuff. Never played with that. Never had that. I didn't have it, was, it either, but I, it was I made remember... by Street Electronics Corporation again. Yeah, it was like a basic music composer, and I don't know what else it could do, but it, it was like one of those boards you put inside the machine. Never got to really muck around with the two GS much. Anyone play with the two GS? I did a little. Yeah, I did a little bit because um, a guy that I was dating had one, and that's when he put Pro Term on it and stuff, and he had the. Uh, the program from APH that would do uh, Braille and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And um, so it was kind of cool, you know, when he would call on the bulletin boards and stuff like that. That was kind of fun. Um, he used a 300 baud modem for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was really slow, but it was fun to play around with it. I mean, the Apple II GS was pretty neat. I it was pretty neat, and I liked, I liked the fact that it had the um... – external keyboard as well like yes it yes it did keyboard. oh wow and didn't it have a hard drive too it did yes yeah yeah his had a hard drive it was pretty nice didn't computer. they run on three and a half inch discs the 2gs yeah you, you could you, it did yeah think the 2e so. did the um five and a quarter inch yeah yes and the two and the 2gs did the three and a half that's oh, correct wow. i think that's... the one he had somehow had a five uh, five and a half or five and a quarter and five three and, and a half. I think his might have had both. He probably of them, had an external and and just hooked it up that to could it. Be. I bet. That's what I. Bet. Or maybe it didn't. Maybe he just transferred all of his five and a quarter over to three and a half. I don't remember. It did have good sound though. Like it had little. I like when you first turn on, like go dying, and then they boot up. That was kind of awesome. Kind of like the. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, was that was that was good. I think they had double talk speech on there, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in time. He had the echo on his. Okay, because when we had money in our school in the early 90s, I did. I don't remember what program it was, but it had, he was using double talk speech. Hmm. It sounded like double talk speech. It may not have been double talk speech, but it sounded very close to it. It's possible. Um, I don't remember double talk on the Apple, but I'm not going to say it didn't have it either because it – it very well could have. That was weird. Oh, man. I would have loved to have. I wish they had bloody. Uh, I wish they had when the Mac first came out. That would have been cool if we had accessibility on there. But they, unfortunately, there was not. But that would have been no. great. But you know what? The Mac has come such a long way. And I, a lot of people will say, you know, oh, you don't think Apple can do no wrong. Well, that's not true. If Apple makes mistakes, I'm more than willing to call them out on it. But. Overall, I just got to say, I'm very happy with the Mac. I'm very happy with the Apple products in general. Do they make mistakes? Yeah, they make mistakes. But overall, I'm happy with the products. That's just my opinion. Uh, well, this is a perfect segue to get back onto the um, onto what people think of iOS 11.1. I think 11.1 is pretty stable. I think it's come... Uh, 
I, I think they've made a lot of improvements from 11.0 to 11.1. I think there's been a lot that's improved. And now I'm beta testing 11 as well, Scott, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the but, public beta came out today, I think. Yeah, I've, I'm running the developer beta over here, but um, it's pretty much the same thing. But 11.1, the, um, the version that's out for the public right now, I, I think is pretty stable. Ah. Yeah, I agree. Um, they've definitely fixed a lot of the issues. I mean, there are still some problems. But for the most part, um, they have fixed a lot of the issues. And the message is you can now delete messages by just flicking up. You don't have to worry about it, you know, doing that null thing, you know. And so that's pretty cool. And um, I actually like the fact that when you go to the app switcher, if you've cleared all the apps, it'll close the app switcher and it'll bring you back to the main screen. I do like that. I like that as well. That's a really neat feature. I agree with you. I like that one a lot. I, I do like that as well. Yeah, that's a nice feature. The other thing I like in 11.2, per that video I put in the group the other day, yesterday, we've now got the ability you can start a call on one device and hand it off to another. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I, I think yeah, they're going in the neat. right I think they're going in the right direction. I think, um, you know, any operating system that comes out is going to have bugs. And I know 11.0 oh, yeah. was probably one of the most buggiest releases, but it's going to get better. You just got to be patient and it's going to get better. Yeah, that's true. It's not I mean, like, I'm really impressed like with the way things have come. The they're working on these things. They will get them fixed. You just got to give them a chance. Now, the one thing I think, and this is just my opinion, I don't know if the two of you agree with me or not, but I, I think the main problem at Apple right now is I think they're working on too many different things at one time. I think they're spreading yeah. themselves a bit too thin. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are starting to fix the bugs that people bring to their attention via, via feedback or accessibility. I've got to say, out of all the companies that I've dealt with recently, um, their accessibility is actually really good. Like, I, I, I think Google have one, but it's only via email right now, I think. I would agree. Apple, accessibility definitely is a priority for them. Um, you know, they have the phone line, they have email, they have, they and they do anything they can to help you. And I don't know, Scott, if they have it there or if they have it, Jenny, where you are, but in Toronto, they just started doing... Well, they've done them before, but they've just started making them a little more, they've just started publicizing them more, is the workshops on accessibility at the Apple stores. Um, they're really huh. starting to publicize them more here in Toronto. Yeah, we've got those here too, but I've never been to one of the workshops because I've they're never in the been city about now from here. We probably have them too. I don't know. I don't know if we have them around here. I know I think I've heard of them, but We'd I don't know that we've had them around here. Because we've got our... Uh, tech talk group and stuff and then whatever else so uh but they, it's a good idea for those who want to know how voiceover and stuff work i i think it's good that they have it just for those who might not know about these other resources i think it's good that apple at least offers that uh, you know i think that's definitely a good thing yeah well i was definitely the apple store when i first looked at my watch last year i rang them ahead of time and i said oh can you guys have an Apple Watch there with voiceover enabled so I can play with one because your demo units, you can't turn voiceover on. And the dude's like, 
Where'd you hear this from? I go because my friend went to the George Street store. Oh, well, well, we'll definitely make sure that someone's available who can show you a voiceover on the watch. And I spent like an hour with the dude, and he was really, really awesome. Yeah, it's good. And I think, um, you know, it's too bad that the demo units are as limited as they are, unfortunately. But, um, you know, um, but the fact that Apple includes this built-in accessibility is definitely a good thing. And I, you know, I, um, I like going into the Apple store and playing with things. Yeah, I was actually in there when I first checked out the AirPods. And man, those things, I don't know if you guys have heard the AirPods, but geez, they sound really No, good. I haven't had a chance to yet. I, no, I've never I even seen them. I want a pair so badly. I just, financially, I can't do it at the moment. But no. eventually, I'm going to get a pair of AirPods. I don't know how much they are in Canada, but here they're two twenty nine. In the US, they're one twenty nine. Yeah, they're two, they're about two nineteen here um, in Canada, and then by the time you include tax, it's almost two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow, mm. that's more than what I paid. Wow. So the other you thing know, I really like. I just it, can't um, justify yeah. that right now, unfortunately. The other but, thing that I don't know if I many people know about. Them. I don't know if many people know about the iTunes gift cards. But if you peel the sticker off the back and put it near your camera and tap on the option that says use camera, scan. it'll That's scan the code and read it to yep. you and it'll put it in the box for you. And it does it perfectly. You don't need any sighted help. It's all done perfectly. The only trick is you've got to get it around the right way. You do. But I mean, I've done it so many times now. It's just not a big issue now. I like that, man, because I get gift cards for Christmas, but I prefer if people send me the electronic codes. Yeah, um, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier, yeah. Yeah. And then having to sit there. Oh, that's that other member. But if you, anybody out there yeah. in Anchorland wants to send us gift cards, we'll take them any way you want to send them. Sure, if you want to send us a uh, U.S. gift card, so if you can't redeem the Canadian cards in the U.S. and Australian cards in the U.S., so yeah. That's right. So we'll, we'll take whatever you want to send us. Don't worry. <laughs> that's, that's not an issue you know it'd be great man we could have an itunes gift drive and everyone can just send each other gift that's cards. right that's right yeah right yeah so that sounds good <laughs> but no it's um i just like the fact you can just use the cards to buy apps and uh anything you want music although now that's the other thing if you have apple music you don't need to buy albums anymore because although there are some that don't go up on apple music but the majority of stuff you can find quite easily yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. And I, I am a happy Apple Music subscriber. Me too. I love my Apple Music. I I don't have Spotify. I've tried Spotify and it's pretty good. But for me, I just, uh, I'm happy with Apple Music. I, I honestly am. Nothing yeah, I like it. Apple it Music It just changes too. every day. There's always something new to discover on Apple Music. I just can't exactly. believe it. Every day I look there, it's always something new. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's really cool. Um, but no, it's a good um, it's, it's a good feature set. I just like the fact you can walk up to any Mac and do Command F five, and you can have it speaking. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You can walk into an Apple store. You can walk into an office building. You can walk into anywhere, like you said, do a Command F five, and you've got instant access to that Mac. I don't know how that works on the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar though. Um, I think if I remember correctly, you triple tap the, uh, 
power button, I believe it is, oh, up, on the, okay. up on the um, up on the uh, the touch bar. Yeah. I mean, the radar is coming a long way where you can walk up to any machine, assuming the sound works, and you can do Windows Control Enter and get the radar to come up. Yeah, I was just going to say, I got to admit, Windows 10 has come a long way. I, you know, I like the fact that you, as long as you know how to boot into a USB drive, you can do repairs yourself, you can do formatting yourself. So Windows is coming along. I got to admit, they're going in the right direction. Uh, It's taken them a while, but it's taken them a long while, but they are. And I am just like on the Mac, I run the betas. I think you know, Scott, I run the betas of High Sierra. But in Windows, I uh, I run the betas of Windows, too. I do the insider thing because ah. I want to contribute as much as I can and help out as much as I can to make it the best product it can be as well. I'm actually grateful that we've got iPhones because, you know, if we didn't have iPhones, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah, and th- I just want to say, while we're talking about technology, Anchor... You were talking earlier about Apple and how responsive their accessibility is. They really are. But the Anchor team is also quite responsive. If you email them, I usually get a response within a few hours. Wow, that's great. Okay. I emailed them yesterday about having the ability to have either a speakerphone toggle or some other way of uh, choosing whether you want the earpiece or the speaker. I haven't heard back, but maybe I'll get something tomorrow. So. Yeah, and I just got, I'm sure you guys both have it, the new updated anchor, the um, bug fix. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now, one thing I do wish they would fix is the expanded player screen. I wish we could see all the options like everyone else can. I I wish they would fix that. Yeah, I'll be bumbling about that. I have as well. Post on your station, Earl, about that. Yeah, I, I have as well, and I hope they do do that because, I mean, it's not like we can't get to the information but why should we have to take the long way around when it's right there on the screen normally? Yeah. Yeah, as Super Tramp once said, take the long way home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But uh, has anyone got any final comments that they want to make before we wrap this whole thing up there? Well, I, I think this um, recording with friends feature is an awesome feature. And I, yeah. I like using it quite a bit. And... I think it's really going to open Anchor up because I think it's going to make Anchor more social for those who want that aspect of it. And I think in the end, it's going to provide more content. And I think it's going to make people's stations even better than they already are. And I think as long as Anchor keeps heading in the right direction and as long as they keep accessibility in mind, I think I think that we'll be okay and I think we'll, we'll have a good product on our hands. Yeah, the sound quality is pretty good too. Not bad yeah, at all. I think we should. I think we should do these one either every week or every second week, depending on how people feel. Because this is kind of cool. It gets people know what's going on and tech news, and just talking about technology from a blindness perspective or a visually impaired person's perspective. I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But no, it's been awesome hanging out with you and uh, Jenny Earl. But I want to thank you both for coming on and. Uh, Feel free to Thank re- you. re-echo this, uh, Earl, if you want. And I will if definitely wants a copy of the recording, and... let me know, and I'll give it to you. So, Thank you for having me on your stage. Thank you for having me, too. Good having you guys on, and we'll catch you both a bit later on there. All right, sounds okay. good. Look after yourself, guys. You as well, Jenny. Take care. Good talking to you, too. Yeah, man. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.